I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome, 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 one and all, to um, meh, a nighttime edition of the Sea Report. I hope everyone's doing well out there this evening. I am one's host for the moment, Mr. C, Michael Aaron Gossidis, that's me. And uh, I appreciate any and all who will be uh, joining us and also catching this replay. I hope everyone's doing good today. Hey, Miss Liz Garcia, how you doing? I see you out there over in the foxhole, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and not a finer individual, not a finer patriot, not a finer lover of life to be in the foxhole with, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Liz Garcia was actually recently in the foxhole with me. <laughs> and I'm not talking about uh, the... Uh, the platform, ladies and gentlemen, where you can uh, uh, get your, oh, you know, let's put this on the screen. There you go. Where you can, where you can get, you know, access to uh, uh, a muchos, muchos contento liberato. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, a lot of liberated content, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of liberated content creators hanging out over there. Anyhow, guys. So, uh, you know, so as I was saying, and, you know, I've actually been meaning to tell this story. So, you know, now is not a finer time. There's no finer time than now, right? Uh, trying not to bastardize. Oh, just so you guys know, yes, uh, tonight's show. I put no titles out about what we'll, I'll be talking about with you guys tonight. Talking with, speaking with, enjoying the evening with you all. Um, uh, so, yeah, I got some news and headlines. We'll do some news and stuff like that, you know. Um there's a project that I would like to be talking uh, to that I spoke with you guys about, I think, uh, earlier on today. Uh, so I think maybe I'll try and get that roll. I'm going to get that rolling soonish. Don't don't uh, I'm, I have not forgotten. Not at all. Uh, 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 uh. 
It, it has only been but a few hours since uh, I told you guys about that. So, yeah, working on that. But for tonight, we'll just do some headlines, just a little bit of chit-chat. Uh, tell you guys about the time I was in the foxhole with Liz Garcia. <laughs> Liz Garcia says, the Baphomet? Yes. <laughs> yes. You should have seen her face when I gave her my prognosis on the situation. It was a dire event, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, you know, we needed backup there, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Liz Garcia was more than willing to come and shine her light. To help shine the light, ladies and gentlemen, at that uh, otherwise dark, dark event, ladies and gentlemen. I have lines. What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> oh, I was like, do you mean that you can see my, uh, you mean you can see my, uh, you know, character lines? No, just kidding. My aging lines, my old, are you calling me old? Are you saying I need cucumbers and tomatoes in the house? Anyways. Okay. So, so let me tell you about this Baphomet. Okay. No, no, no. Let me tell you about the time I was in the foxhole with Liz Garcia. And uh, Liz Garcia is a member of the audience. I had the fortune of meeting, um, uh, what was that, a week ago or so? I mean, I guess it couldn't have been two weeks ago, like last week sometime. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Has it already been a week? Jeez Louise. Uh, I mean, a complete full week. Anyways, guys, so, you know, you should have seen her face. You should have seen her face when I told her my prognosis on the situation. Now, uh, you have to understand, um, I was headed down to an event in South Texas. Uh, that event was called Vacation, okay? Now, I know a lot of people were kind of like, how could you be on vacation, Mr. C? We haven't seen you since, like, January, okay? Okay. Uh, well, you know, I was not on vacation since January. All right. But it, it, it makes no, you know, you got, it didn't, uh, my absence made absolutely no difference. So we can move on with life. Right. Anyway. So the point of the matter is uh, I had a vacation time and um, had tickets to go to an event, you know, purchased everything ready to go. And uh, <laughs> I had been telling the audience, actually, I had been telling the audience um, that there was this uh, weird confluence of energy, right? It, it felt volatile. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just like one of those weirdos that just picks up on things that no one else, it, it, for other for all intents and purposes, right? Ladies and gentlemen, this happened in a totally different dimension. Um, but, you know, some people were curious about it. And so I had to explain to them what I was talking about. And I said all of this to Liz Garcia at the event, right? <laughs> My brother, who was with us, was like, um, are you sure you want to talk about politics at this event? You know, <laughs> uh, he was like, maybe you can save it for tomorrow when we're not surrounded by, you know, <laughs> like woke, the woke. I'm not making a pun here. I'm just saying the woke society. Anyways, hey, Scott, love you, brother. Anyway. No, I was behind. Okay, Liz Garcia, were we not in the foxhole behind enemy lines at the Baphomets uh, coming out party? No, it wasn't really a coming out party. You know, Liz, I you know, I came to find out I may not. Well, okay, so it had the spirit. It has the spirit of the Baphomet, but it might actually. I don't know. Okay, I don't pretend to know. I just know what I've seen. It might be post op. 
So that's interesting, right? Because uh, most of most of the ones I've ever known that were as talented as uh, as that were always never even considered going under the knife, right? <laughs> not to chop anything off anyways. Maybe to add some stuff in there, but not to chop anything off. So that was interesting. Um, so uh, I told, so, okay, so we, uh, I was down, it was, okay, so my family booked a vacation in South Texas on the beach. And this was like back in November or December, right? And then uh, lo and behold, it's gay week down at the beach (laughs) or something like that. It it was some kind of like semi-annual gay event there down in South Texas beaches. Okay. I told my sister, you picked the perfect time, I guess. Like why? I told my sister, like, you pick the absolute perfect time to come down here. I mean, it's going to be flooded. (laughs) You know, and actually it was flooded. I mean, the night of the concert. Okay, because there, I know people be like, well, you know, it was gay week, but what were you doing going to gay events? Well, you know what? You know, uh, well, I am, you know, but that's not the point. The point of the matter is (laughs) I didn't buy my tickets. Okay. (laughs) anyways so that's not the point there's always a reason why it's just like my presence in january 6th there was a very specific reason why i was there i don't know if i told you that story liz garcia uh, about why i was there in uh, washington dc on january 6th i was talking a lot i mean you know liz garcia knows i'm real for real now like i (laughs) she's got stories to tell i'm sure but yes, it stormed that night as well, which was also unexpected. It was very bipolar weather down there. I mean, literally one day it was overcast. The next day it was beautiful, blue skies, mild nights. We're talking like you could have camped out on the beach and it would have been like totally mild and no wind, no, no nothing blowing your, your tents away. I mean, it was perfect. And then the next day it would be it'd be raining, you know. So, anyways, come Friday, there was a drag event. Interesting enough, there were no protesters down there, right? Uh, I was undercover doing some work. Liz Garcia is familiar with. Um, and so, and don't worry, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna don't worry, I'm gonna tell you guys, don't worry. So, anyways, so um, Liz, Gar- so I'm there, you know. It, it was a drag event, okay. And it just so happens that at this event. Um, it, it's a, it ends up being a RuPaul's drag race drag event. Um, well, I don't, I don't know that actually it was a RuPaul's event. Like you guys are, you, some of you guys out there might be familiar with RuPaul Charles, you know, some of you guys, I know, no, I know no one is into drag Queens in this audience, but you are aware that they exist, right? Okay. <laughs> we thought we tell stories about them all the time. And I'm, I'm just being totally transparent and forward with you guys. Cause even, even I had other people that were like, um, Mr. C, uh, are you sure that you want to be seen at a drag event as someone who talks a lot about conservative politics? <laughs> you know, that place needed a little bit of light, ladies and gentlemen, just to ask Liz Garcia. Okay. So we're there at this joint. Okay. 
And it is uh, an absolute, I mean, it, like I said, it's a full-blown dragon. I mean, I am surrounded, you know, by, you know, the entire alphabet, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the entire alphabet is there. I, I shit you not, ladies and gentlemen. The entire alphabet is there. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, I was just, I was there to, for a very specific reason. Now, now, as I was saying, in some alternate dimension out there, there was because of everything that was happening with Bud Light and Anheuser Busch and Dylan Mulvaney and everything that's been bubbling up with the transgender agenda and transgenders, uh, you know, um, uh, transgender women who are males who were born who are women who are born male. Uh, you know, uh, getting into women's sports, uh, getting into the bathrooms of women and showing their wee-wees to little children, all of this stuff just bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, right? And, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like it was coming to a point, right? Like everything had kind of started to bottleneck. But the thing about it is, is it was not just happening on the side of the right it was not just happening on the side of the general light, like the general right or even the far right. It was happening almost in every sector of the right. We're talking from the rhino voters to the Fox News watchers to the independent alternative uh, audiences to the, uh, you know, influencer content creator audiences you know, everyone, it was going to the far right. And of course, even the very violent extremes of conservative or of rights, right politics, I guess. Right. But then also on the other side of the aisle, this was happening as well. And we're not just, we're, we're talking to the point that the transgender people who are swept up into the transgender agenda with all of their allies, including everyone in the alphabet and every Antifa and BLMer and all that stuff, in addition to your everyday, um, your everyday Democrat, your retarded libtard, etc., they were all getting violent and they were festooning weapons and guns. You know that liberals don't like to shoot; they'll shoot anything but guns, right? Like <laughs> they'll shoot anything but guns, ladies and gentlemen. And yet here you have them all with like AK forty seven. All of a sudden, liberals and Democrats have AK forty sevens. You know what I mean? And like they're like, try us, right? You know, like try and hurt a tranny, you know, and it's like dang. So this is what I was seeing in the media. This is what I was seeing as I was observing all these stories and all of these uh, news headlines and articles and you know videos, etc. And you know, even even in the independent alternative sphere, you know, it seemed like violence was condonable in the situation and i would that's why i was putting out these shows that were like hey we need to kind of curve the animosity against the personification of the transgender agenda yeah you know of course we're, we're going to protest of course we're going to pray of course we're going to do all of that stuff right but we're not going to go and meet them with equal violent force obviously because they're already threatening violence you know so, ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind, 
at this event that it, it, again it wasn't maybe it was not a rupaul drag race event but it was it was a drag event and uh the the um i guess the main uh, the main uh, drag queens that were there it was someone who had just been you know crowned drag queen of the world or whatever who happens to be a transgender now for those of you who are not familiar with that kind of thing like and i don't blame you like if you're not familiar especially for this audience you know like there has been within the drag queen community like an argument about transgenders being allowed to participate in drag events, okay? About biological women being allowed to participate in drag events, you know, because the idea is supposed to be that drag drag uh, is supposed to be an art form, okay? And, and of course, they'll reference Shakespeare, and they'll reference all, you know, and men have been doing it for you. Men have been dressing up like women for years, Mr. Z. So, you know, um, th that's how, and you know, and it's supposed to be the concept of gender illusion, right? Like, it's it's supposed to be about that. It's not supposed to. That's why that's been, shut up, Liz Garcia. <laughs> I will not say that name on this program, okay? And thank you for the can, hun. I appreciate it. Liz Garcia says, it was so worth it to spend time with you and your brother. It was an absolute joy meeting you and your beau, Miss Liz Garcia. And I'm glad that we got to do it. I would do it again in a heartbeat, even though it was freaking crazy at the end of that whole thing. So let me finish the story so we can move on to news, guys. You guys are probably like, this guy's just telling us about drag show, right? Okay, so let me tell you what happened. Okay. Uh, so with this whole confluence of, you know, very, very virulent and violent energy starting to amass around the center of transgender agendaness, ladies and gentlemen, um, and, and then this, this, uh, it, it, you know, it was, it was weird because having seen, you know, and, and I'm, I mean, I'll tell you guys straight out, like, you know, I used to be um, a, um, um, an avid watcher of that show, you know, because I'm old school with, I mean, before drag, before the drag queens were coming out trying to, you know, have kids sit on their laps at the library or before the drag queens were twerking and showing their ball sack in a thong and a banana hammock to an eight year old at a, you know, a birthday party. Before all of that, ladies and gentlemen, okay, like there, there was just, uh, it was not like that. Like they, they, they were, none of them were like that. Okay. Or maybe they were always like that, but we didn't know. I don't know. But all I know is that was a culture. I, you know, it was, I wouldn't say it was a, uh, cause you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I was a huge divine fan. Okay. And, and, and the works of John Waters. And it's very unfortunate that all these people are probably Luciferians. Aside from being some of the, you know, but this is what they wanted anyways. They wanted to be known as the degenerates and to prove their point that way. And that was also part of design, I think, ladies and gentlemen, in trying to destroy the nuclear family and to demoralize society to the point of uh, apathy, cynicism, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, inclusivity of even the grossest violations of uh, morality. I don't care how you want to define it, right? You know, 
you know, if you want to define morality and 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 put, uh, you know, things like pedophilia or minor attractedness on a spectrum, go fuck yourself, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, I don't mean to be rude about it, guys, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm not going to agree with that. You know, that there are moral lines, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> speaking of uh, how you say um, moral lines and uh, 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 pederasts, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we let's hop on over to the news page real quick. Hold on. Let me see what I have. Oh, you know what I was going to actually share with you guys? Okay. I think I'm done with the story. A long story short, right? <laughs> Too late. Um, we uh, put up a net of light to prevent that sacrificial offering from anything happening. I mean, there are several things that could have happened, like... You know, my bro I don't remember this part because, you know, I was dancing, okay? And <laughs> my brother was like, did you hear at the end of the show when she was like, now all of you children better stay for mama. You better not leave. Every single one of you better stay here. And then the next thing I knew, it was like 80 or 90 mile gusting winds. It was thunderclaps. It was lightning. And I was out there dancing, but like that didn't matter, Okay. Um, the point of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, like the lights went out and that whole thing could have come down. Okay. <laughs> so God bless it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So, um, what I was going to show you guys before we get started, you know, we're not actually, I'm actually kind of not done talking about the whole drag thing. <laughs> actually, let's just stay on the topic of the drag and then we'll move on to like, other more fruitful things, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here we go. Bam! Oh, okay, I forgot to do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the door. Hold the, the there we go. There we go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, yes, we're going to the pages of Breitbart. Now, Breitbart's not been what I think it could have been, uh, but out of respect to Andrew Breitbart, I will still reference this um, 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 uh, reference this um, access point of information. Okay, so you know, since we're still, what the heck is this? What the heck is going on here? What is going? Oh, did I? I must have pushed the button. I must have pushed the transgender. What is this? Transgender advocates lose as GOP states define the two sexes. Kansas, Florida, Montana, and Tennessee have moved to codify the definition of male and female with references to terms like reproductive system and naturally occurring sex hormones and the transgender debate that is sweeping the nation. You see, I told you. Now, that's a thing like, you know, after a point, and I got to tell you when the point was. Do you guys remember when Junior was like, ah, you guys should lay off the Anheuser-Busch guy. You know, they're, they're one of our biggest rhino donors. Gah, guys, come on, lay off and lay off Bud Light and Budweiser. Come on. It was just a can. Come on. They donate so much to the RNC and to establishment rhinos. You guys remember when Junior was saying that? Okay, so around that time, it kind of felt like the heat was starting to subside on this entire powder keg that 
felt like it was forming unbeknownst to basically everybody right i mean you know like i said like we had um it seemed to diminish and then you know at the same time i also was saying that you know uh in the um i guess in the in the multiverses of different audiences of influencers and platforms and content creators right you had that one group uh, of generation z and i don't have anything against you know uh, uh generations younger than mine especially <laughs> yeah anyways so okay so you know yeah, i don't have anything against generation z i think a lot of them are, are shining young stars right and uh, but the, the thing about it is ladies and gentlemen like there was a certain also like you know it was like an opposite and equal reactive force that was brewing and that and some not in that in total but in some of those in some of those realms you know that was you know it would have combated the uh the uh the um militaristic side of the left and the woke people and the transgender agenda people and stuff like that i mean it was brewing and then that whole thing got sidelined with that ali akbar nick fuentes story you know ladies and gentlemen which I might say, if you are hanging out over at Rumble, as promised, I clipped out a whole bunch of, uh, you know, segments from uh, episode 468, which was all about Ali Akbar and Nick Fuentes as fuck. And uh, it, the whole pedophile thing that's been going on. Well, you know, he was, you guys know the story. So I don't know. I mean, I was going to show that to you guys. I, mean, I can just do it real quick anyways. Pow, it's right there. Yeah, this is the Rumble page. Yup. So just published uh, Nick Fuentes AF. I say yes, fuck. Uh, swims in the shallow end of the pool, looking for the hose that cannot swim. Okay. <laughs> he said it, not me. I just, I just posted what he said. That's what he said. I mean, you can go listen to that rant, or you can go look for it yourself, but he said it. He said, I'm in the shallow end of the pool. I'm in the shallow end of the pool, looking for the hose that can't swim. Okay, whatever that means, Nick Fuentes as fuck. I don't know. Nick Fuentes AF and the Virgin Mary. Does Nick Fuentes incel? Now, keep in mind, he says he's an incel, but he's into weird things, he says. In, in this post, that's what he says. His words, not mine. He's like, uh, I'm over here dropping red pills and you guys aren't into weird things. Shut up. Don't tell me. Don't tell me to stop talking about, you know, uh, uh, the Virgin Mary being under 18. Right. Oh, oh, that, you know, that's not blasphemous. Right. That's not mocking. That's that. And he's Catholic. <laughs> he's Catholic. We all know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, oh, so then I just asked, because he says he's an incel. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Okay, <laughs> but who? what do I know, right? Incel, but does it, does it, you know, does he not date women because he prefers minors? You know, I don't know what age it would be, but he says he looks for the hose that can't swim. Go figure, guys. He said it, not me. Okay. Anyways, other clips I pulled out. This is all this is all newer. I mean, this is from episode episode 468. So I don't, I don't remember when I published that episode, but uh, you know, there's this story seems to have gone quiet anyways, guys. Like a lot of people, I mean, we had the alley files being dropped, like, and then it, it's been like what two weeks, a week or two, anyways. 
So that's not happening anymore, it seems like. And maybe it's because there is an active police case, as I, I Daniel Schmidt warned students for yay. Can you believe there's a students for yay anyways about Ali Alexander Akbar? Uh, let's see. Nick Fuentes, AFS. <laughs> that's just my declaration. Anyways, uh, Ali Alexander Akbar threatens legal retaliation. Uh, no statement from Infowars on Ali Alexander's teen sexting scandal. Marjorie Taylor Greene calls for arrest. <laughs> Naturally, right? Rolling Stone. Stop the Steel founder Ali Alexander apologizes for sexting teens. I mean, is that is that all we have to do today is just apologize? I guess so. Anyways, uh, Roger Stone and Alex Jones promoted and worked with accused pedo ally. Uh, ally. <laughs> pedo ally? <laughs> He's a pedo ally, that Alexander Akbar. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> pedo Ali Alexander. Okay, uh, let's see here. T.O. So this was, uh, you know, because I mean, I just, you know, I'm clipping out stuff here. Tea Party members of old have turned coat. Okay, Tea Party. And so Tea Party Texas legislatures that joined establishment. Now, this is important because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people may not be familiar with the Tea Party. You know, and this was a party that I, you know, 2006, 7, 5, 8, it was really, and then with Ron Paul running for president in 08 and et cetera, like this was a, this, and then they went on through 2012 and I don't know, sometime after that they pittered out, right? So, you know, I've been monitoring and following a lot of these Tea Party people. Um, particularly some of the Texas legislators, because that's where I'm from, right? And then also these other people who came in on the back of the Tea Party. And apparently Ali Alexander was involved in that at some point back in the day. I don't know. You know, all I know is I remember, you know, I would go to the protests and the rallies, right? And I, I went to go see Ron Paul speak. It's Tea Party, everything, the whole nine yards, right? Okay. So, um, I've been watching them, you know, and like there's two specific Texas legislators, one of them being Stephen Toth, right? Now, Stephen Toth has not full-faced shown his rhinocery just yet, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'm going to do this for members of the uh, Pilled.net, Foxhole.app um, channel. Or, you know, maybe some of you guys over there at Rumble might remember this as well, or Twitch. But when we're talking about Republicans in name only, uh, whether they're Tea Party or not, uh, we always have to give the rhino alert. Boy, it's been a minute since I have played the Rhino Alert, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so Steve Toth of the Texas House Legislature has not shown his full rhinocery yet, but he has done some really funny, weird things this past legislative session that are way out of character for someone who is a Tea Party patriot, America first, Texas first, you know, uh, a politician, right? Uh, we want statesmen, but he, he's going to fall into, I mean, he's, he's doing some stuff, you know, I've been watching him. Okay. So, you know, I talk about that a little bit in there, you know, you can go back and read it. And of course the whole Carl Rove and Ali Alexander thing. I'm sure I don't need to belabor that point. 
so anyways you guys can go and look you know if you want to check out those clips i promised you guys i'd do it so i did i wanted to do that before i got on the air tonight again and then you can go ahead and check out uh today's earlier episode you know i took a shot earlier today because i had reached 300 followers on rumble I was very, very proud. You know, that's a pretty, it's my humble big number, okay? 300 was a nice round number. And then I seem to have lost someone. So back to 299. If you like what I'm doing here, if the sound quality is appealing to you, smash that like button, hit the follow button, hit that red pill button, hit that repost button. And uh, thanks for being here again tonight. Look, what is going on here over at Pilled? Okay, let's see what's up. Shanjo, the C team has arrived. Like, you know, we are currently taking applications for the C team over at uh, Pilled.net, the foxhole. What have you guys been doing? Oh, my goodness. Let's see what's going on. Uh, you, too, can be, become a member of the C team when you acquire your free account over at the foxhole.app at Pilled.net. And you join at any level, ladies and gentlemen, whether that be bronze, silver, gold, or platinum, you know, join the C-Team today. And uh, I thank you for it. You'll, you'll get a whole group of friends. You know, we're not the A or B team. We're the C-Team. Okay, so Liz Garcia is hanging out. Uh, Liz Garcia is the one I've been talking to, guys, over at Rumble at Twitch, in case you're kind of like, who's this guy I've been talking to for the last, like, hour? This is Liz Garcia. Okay, she was there with me in the foxhole when we were fighting the demonic Baphomet and all of her dark energies. The sacrifices were going to be made. We held the light. We held the line, ladies and gentlemen, and we danced away all the dreariness Okay, uh, let's see here. It was a fun time, all things considered, right? You know, <laughs> my family was like, are you sure that you want to meet one of your audience members at a gay event, Mr. C? <laughs> That's the only way to do it. You know, when I told her, I was like, look, I was like, when you consider all of the confluence of all of these energies, of all of these violent, you know, like uh, machinations and desires welling up on all sides of the spectrum, bottlenecking, and then you got someone that everyone is currently adoring, loving, she was meant to be a sacrificial offering. Liz Garcia knew exactly what I was talking about. She was like, and I'm here. <laughs> I was like, whoops. I mean, <laughs> I was like, Liz, I needed a light warrior, okay? Anyways. <laughs> oh, I love you, Liz Garcia. It was amazing to meet you. Okay, let's get that name off of the, uh, there we go, off of the screen. <laughs> what is going on, Two Rivers? Hello, my, we got a whole bunch of Texas friends in here today, okay? Uh, let's see here. Okay, you guys are having a little Fuentes is at the shallow end of his mind, says Two Rivers. Ew, that say they save boy swimmers. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who saves boy swimmers? I could show you more videos of that. Oh, you know, there was some other stuff that I was gonna, you know, kind of I was, you know, I didn't was I did I was like, maybe I just shouldn't get involved. Okay. Like there was something I saw, like I said, in regard to the alley files, like uh, not a lot has been happening on that front, but you know, there are still people who are making posts and there are still content creators from that realm, the America first Nick Fuentes realm who are making videos and stuff like that. And I think some of them are still trying to draw awareness to it. But, um, I saw this one thread that was talking about this 
I think who's I think he's going to end up being the next uh, the next victim to come forward. Interesting enough, this individual is from Texas. Interesting enough, I mean, you got I tell you guys where I'm from all the time, right? You know, like interesting enough, this person is also from my hometown. I, I don't know who this person is. I, I I would not know who this person is because uh, I'm sure we do not swim in the same circles. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm pretty damn sure we do not swim in the same circles. Sean Joe, what is going on? Thank you for the cookie, sir. Welcome on in. Two Rivers says, Mr. C, that Fuentes Fuentes is at the shallow end of his mind. He is. But he also swims in the shallow end of the pool, and he looks for the hose who cannot swim. That's terrible. That's terrible, Two Rivers. Anyways, uh, Liz Garcia says he is a sacrificing child, baby sacrificing child eater. Oh, I know what you're trying to say, Liz. You're trying to say he's a bloodthirsty baby eating child eater. <laughs> how did that? Anyways, I'll have to go read my article again so I can remember how I used to say it. But yes, he's a bloodthirsty baby eating child eater. <laughs> It's good to see you guys tonight. It's good to see you. Wait, what is allegedly, Two Rivers? What is allegedly? No, 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 no. I already showed the video that has the evidence. I showed it four times. Don't make me play it a fifth time. Okay. <laughs> okay, awesome. Also means the rhino, rhino's grateful. What are you drinking at Mr. C, says Liz Garcia. I am having a Red Bull anyways okay you remember what red bull does to me okay anyways it gives me i'm not being paid by red bull so i'm not going to give you their jingle <laughs> anyways you guys are awesome thanks for hanging out okay so uh okay all right don't mess with texas that's right don't mess with texas don't mess with carrie lake did you guys see that video with carrie lake she was in texas anyways that was pretty cool okay so let's go back to uh, let's see here. What are we going to go to? Okay. So, uh, oh yeah. I don't know how we got here, right? This is where I got lost. Okay. Oh, you know what? I don't know. You guys tell me, do you want to stay on this topic or do you want to hear about Nick Fuentes? No, just... <laughs> Look at this. What is this? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Before we do that, before we do that. Okay. Navy confirms using drag queen influencer as a digital ambassador to attract recruits. How on earth, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I don't know because I didn't go. I mean, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to the Navy. Okay. But I, I would not assume that uh, any, anyone in the Navy you know, would would come aboard a boat because there was a man in a dress on the boat. Okay. <laughs> this is too crazy, ladies and gentlemen. This is too crazy, okay? The United States Navy confirmed to Breitbart News on Wednesday that it used a drag queen influencer as one of its digital ambassadors to attempt to recruit a wide range of potential can. Oh, that's right. They were going to, there was this whole digital ambassador thing, right? That was happening, you know, with like Biden. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure every woke branch of the government hired digital ambassadors, right? I'm sure this is tax money well spent, right? 
getting a drag queen to try and persuade, uh, you know, I'm like, don't you know there are no kids on that boat? Anyways, okay. The influencers, active duty, U.S. Navy, Yeoman, second class Joshua Kelly, whose stage name is Harpy Daniels. Interesting. Okay, so, all right. So it's someone who's active duty. At least they're not pulling in someone from off the streets. Okay. Okay, Um, Kelly served as part of the Navy pilots program from October 2022 to March 2023 and has openly performed as a drag queen for a while but garnered broader public attention this week after a video of him circulated on social media. You know, now some people are afraid of that happening. You know, the Navy brought a drag queen, Harpy Daniels, who is an active duty sailor to participate in a pilot program aimed at targeting a wider array of potential recruits through digital platforms. China and Russia are laughing their asses off right now. Is that Harpy Daniels? (laughs) Oh. Oh. Okay, I can't. No, stop it. Okay. Stop it. Okay, stop it. Okay. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Okay. We've stopped. Okay. All right. Kelly announced in November 2022 in a video on his Instagram page that the Navy asked him to be their first Navy digital ambassador. Okay. So of all, it was in the first one they picked right out the door was a drag queen. Okay. Like I was saying earlier. Okay, can you guys hear me? Right, okay, like I was saying earlier, they're way out of touch. These people are so out of touch. It is not even funny. Did I not turn my banners on? Whoops. Here, here's some news for you guys on the ticker tape, right? In case you get tired of looking at my face. Okay, so anyways. So, uh, that they're way out of touch. Anyways, so uh, this this cap. Uh, oh wait. Uh, th- okay. So this guy wrote in the caption of the video, "I identify. I don't care what you identify. You know what? Not to be rude, sir, but I do not care what you identify as. Okay. <laughs> you can go on identifying as anyone that you would like to identify as, sir. Okay. Um. You know, because I used to support the drag queen culture, but this is you know going back. Like I said, you know, like I was telling in my. Uh, whenever I was doing early Tim, whatever we were talking about, Ali and all, you know, like I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like, you know, I used to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, uh, uh, I, I still do because my family likes to watch it and I watch it with them. You know, I'm not blame. I'm not saying, oh, it's because of my family. <laughs> But, you know, it's not something that I seek out. I've got a whole lot of other important things to, to like, do right now except besides watch drag queens, okay? Like, twirl around on the TV. Like, there's just, you know, can we at least save our country first before we start getting preoccupied by drag queens twirling around on the TV, okay? <laughs> and it gets real bad because, you know, and, and it's interesting. I mean, I, I also kind of take it as a culture monitor. You know, uh, like this, they, they've been very, 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 uh, I wouldn't say a mili- I wouldn't say militaristic, but, you know, talking about politics, uh, getting people to, to donate to like the ACLU for their defense fund and stuff like that, you know, all of that stuff, guys, 
um, you know, uh, just to be able to see that it's, it's interesting. They had, they had this, they had this panel. It was, I think it was called the LGBT Qua Caucus and it was like over in Connecticut. Right. And then they're all crying and they're like, Oh, we've got four representatives in the LGBT Qua Caucus in Connecticut. And I guess that it, that had never been done before. I can Connecticut, you know, I think there's like, isn't there an LGBT Qua Caucus in the state of Texas? Isn't there like one or two people, you know, <laughs> Actually, there might be more. There might be more in the caucus in Texas than there is in Connecticut. I don't know. I don't follow those politics, ladies and gentlemen. I do not follow those politics. There are bigger fish to fry, believe you me, than, uh, you know, who you get to marry or whether or not you get a cake. Okay. <laughs> we got to save our country, darn it. Okay. So, okay. Now, getting back to this, I don't, you know, I don't want to know about his, his life. I mean, I just, you, you know, like, why would they do this? Okay. Like, why would they embarrass us like this? It's bad enough that people are coming to the defense of people who are like, you know, pedophiles. <laughs> but now they want to come to the, they want the first one out of the gates is a drag queen. Okay. That's <laughs> stupid. Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't care about this. Okay. Uh, let's see here. He responded to criticism, uh, let's see here, on Tuesday, responded to criticism from conservative podcaster, whoever that is, okay? Here you go for my rebuttal. Queer people were oppressed in the military for years, only until 2011, and trans people since 2021. You only want to support the military when it benefits you, and that it and does not involve queer people. Yet the military is the largest diverse and adaptable organization in the use. Okay, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't make everything about ourselves, okay? I mean, that's what is that's what the problem is with these people, is that and I say these people, yes, I'm talking about the people who are totally engulfed and buy into the transgender agenda, okay? And I I personally make a distinction between the transgender agenda people and the transgender people and the algebra, the alphabet people. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, because it's, they're not all, I mean, yeah, they might be, you know, majoritively the same. That's not even a word, right? Anyway. <laughs> so anyways, so um, no, you need to stop making this all about yourself, sir. Okay, you need to stop doing this because you're getting paid with taxpayer money, sir. Okay, that's what you need to do. All right. Okay, so a Navy spokeswoman said in a statement, the Navy Digital Ambassador Program was a pilot initiative designed to explore the digital environmental to environment to reach a wide range of potential candidates as the Navy navigates the most challenging recruiting environment it has faced since the start of the all-volunteer force. Do you know why, Navy spokeswoman, it's so hard to recruit right now? Because you have drag queens as your spokesperson. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand what they don't get about that. I mean, don't you guys think that makes sense? I don't know. Hey, Pazo for Hope or Pazzy for Hope. What's going on? I see you over there at uh, Rumble. Good evening. Thanks for stopping in and saying hello. Um, let's see here. Uh, the pilot has concluded. 
we are evaluating the pro oh, the pilot has concluded my bad i was reading that totally wrong the pilot has concluded we are evaluating the program and how it will exist in the future she added a navy spokesperson told fox news digital the service did not pay yn2 kelly or any others for being navy digital ambassadors oh she you know the kids pay more than that okay so to wrap up the story of buffoonery, this was just too much. Okay, look at that. <laughs> wait, wait. If you're, avert thine eyes if you are sensitive to disgusting material. Okay, just kidding. Wait, no, I'm not. It's <laughs> I can't. No, no, no. Get it off the screen. Okay, Navy okay with drag queen ambassadors racy Instagram content as long as it's unofficial. That means there's still hope for me, ladies and gentlemen. No, just kidding. <laughs> Look at that. Oh! <laughs> My eyes. They're just kidding. <laughs> I can't, guys. I just can't. Okay, hold on. It says the Navy was made aware as far back as March of racy photos posted on the Instagram account of one of its Navy digital ambassadors who is an active duty sailor and drag queen, but indicated the photos were okay. Breitbart News has exclusively learned. In March, Representative Jim Banks, uh, House Armed Services Subcommittee on Military Personnel Chairman, asked the Navy about the Instagram account of Second Class Petty Officer Joshua Kelly, which shows Kelly who also goes by the stage name Harpy Daniels, dressed in drag. Lingerie, underwear bottoms. What are underwear bottoms? I'm... Well, you know, I don't want to know what underwear bottoms are in the context of Harpy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, or nothing. He, 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 she, 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 she's a he, he, he's a he, she, she, he's a he, she. Was wearing nothing on, on Instagram and didn't get taken off. Okay, meta. Anyways, one photo is captioned with the hashtag FBoy. Oh, oh, you didn't look like a boy to me. Anyways, okay. <laughs> okay. The Navy indicated it was okay for Joshua Kelly to be a fuck boy <laughs> as long as it wasn't in official capacity. <laughs> Okay, hold on. That's this is just this is you know what? It's almost midnight in Texas, ladies and gentlemen. I think we can press forward, right? <laughs> so, okay, so it says uh it says the Navy indicated that Kelly's posts were okay since they did not violate Department of Defense policy. The Department of Defense is okay with fuck boys, ladies that look like girls. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna traumatize you guys. I'm going to traumatize you guys. Fuck boys that look like girls. Ah! <laughs> I never would have guessed that was a fuck boy. Anyways, okay, so yeah, it's almost midnight. I apologize, audience. This is what happens in the late night hours. Sometimes Mr. C will use the F word. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, so uh, let's see what we'll what else do we got going on here? What else do we got going on here? Okay, we already got past the F-boy part, okay? 
if you guys need a musical break, just let me know, okay? And I will more than happily. I mean, if you if you need to pee, okay. <laughs> if your sides are hurting, you know, just let me know, okay? And I will tone it down. I promise. God, where do we leave off? Jeez Louise. I mean. Uh, okay, so point being that the Department of Defense does not care how you present yourself as long as you are not in uniform. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> the Navy indicated that Kelly's posts were okay since they did not de violate Department of Defense policy, which states that service members can maintain a personal social media presence as long as it is clearly marked as personal and not endorsed by the DOD or the Department of the Navy. Is that how Hunter Biden got away with that crack pipe photo? Okay. <laughs> hey, don't you worry about nothing. Anyways, the Navy added, the Navy's Office of Information will continue to ensure that the social media accounts of the five sailors currently recognized as Navy digital ambassadors do not imply DOD or Navy sanction or endorsement of their personal personal social media content. However, at the same time, the Navy acknowledged that its Navy digital ambassadors were asked to use their personal accounts for the purpose of attracting, attracting, excuse me, new recruits to the Navy. They are so out of touch. They're so off base, you know, no, no one ever went into the Navy to be openly gay. Okay. <laughs> no one went and got on that boat and sailed with the man forever. How long to be openly gay? What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I'm, I mean, no disrespect to my servicemen, ladies and gentlemen at all. Or to the uniform, but I mean, look at what we're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolute idiotcy, okay? This is absolute idiotcy, okay? <laughs> okay, 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 hold on. All right, let's go. The Navy's Office of Information. Okay, the Navy's Office of Information identified five sailors. Okay, yeah, yeah. To volunteer to use their unofficial personal social media platforms to share their Navy experiences with their respective social media communities slash followers. The Navy does not sanction or endorse the personal content of NDAs. Oh, that's interesting. They're called NDAs, huh? But recognizes that the five NDAs are using social media to bring their personal lives and stories to sailors as sailors to audiences unfamiliar with the Navy. They have, like, the drug addict naval person. They have the drag queen naval person, right? They have the, uh, like, what other kind of naval person can they have, right? Like, they have the, I don't know, the punk rock naval person. <laughs> they have the gothic naval person, right? Like, collect all five, right? Anyways, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, this is just too much for me. Okay. Uh, they might have, like, the sporty naval person or the 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 athlete the athlete navy person anyways okay uh this is just too much for me ladies and gentlemen i don't know okay so um ridiculous i don't know i'm pretty sure you guys think that that was absolutely ridiculous right 
uh disco ball chaser what's going on i know liz garcia is like what the hell nady uh, disco ball chaser we talked about proposition a during all of last episode like <laughs> uh how many san antonio peeps do we have in the audience okay because like I, I i'm planning to clip that up i just don't know if i'll make it before saturday anyways <laughs> Let's see, uh, Two River says, I think they did it because the U.S. Navy, well known for bi-curious and gay-friendly on the down low. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, wait. But I will say this about Proposition A. Vote no uh, to Proposition A on Saturday. If you're in the San Antonio area and you're able to vote for it, make sure you show up. It's a municipal election. Okay, I think I've done my job, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, Two River says, I thought Rue was kind of going woke. That I'm not even watching anymore. I don't know where he stands anymore. Maybe flip-flopper like a fish. No, oh, I could tell you my um, conspiracy theories about RuPaul Charles. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it, 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 it would be a stream for another night okay the alphabet strand has gotten longer than dame edna's pearl necklace shut up to <laughs> not dame edna <laughs> a rupal rupal <laughs> and they put lime in the spritzer oh okay anyways enough about that bullshit okay so stop it Oh my goodness, you are eating hot Cheetos con limon. Awesome. <laughs> this Garcia says, most people in the Navy are gay. Okay. <laughs> my brother was a Marine. But everyone knows Marines aren't gay, right? Okay, anyways. I said, like, anyways, okay. He always said they were all gay. You know, that's what I've heard. Anyways, they have names for each other. Well, you know, I take that back. I've not heard that. But I did hear at certain academies, and I don't even know that this is true. It's probably not even worth repeating. But I heard that at a certain point, uh, you were expected to participate in certain hazing procedures. But I don't even know if that still happens or not. And it's neither here nor there for me. It's never been something I've been concerned about. Or, you know, just uh, cared about, you know. Okay, guys. Uh, let's see. Where is that going to leave us? Okay. Uh, what are we looking at here? Oh, so yeah, I'd already shown you guys that. What else do I have? up my okay maybe we could no i don't want okay no i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to kick the buck i don't want to stir the hornet's nest tonight okay i think i already have done that enough okay so uh what else can we talk about before we uh, uh before we uh get into other things let's see here i pull some stories for you guys oh you know oh you know what we could do i don't know i probably lose more than half of you guys. No, let's uh let's 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 do this. Okay. Uh let's see here. I'll let you guys stay there. Hang back. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about some serious news. It's not going to be fun anymore, y'all. Okay, I'm just saying it's not going to be fun anymore. We're going to talk about some serious news. What did I say? What has been said? What have we all learned, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about Ukraine? We're talking about 
Nazi lovers. No, we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, a litmus test, right, that we can use on just about any elected, selected official, right? Now, I don't know what this article is going to say about McCarthy supporting aid to Ukraine. I, 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 I would gather that some people will say he had to do it, right? My sense on this, uh, being totally brand new to it, would be that uh, this was already going to happen, right? <laughs> He's probably always supported it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. W were there, were there, was there publication of him not supporting it, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not sure. You tell me, okay? Because I normally, you know, I, I normally don't follow national stories like the whole speaker thing. I was I was following the speaker story for my Texas State House when uh, you know the whole Speaker McCarthy thing was happening. It was happening at the same time, guys. I mean, you you, you know, your state house votes for their speaker, you know, at the beginning of your legislative session. Okay. So that's what was happening. So the national front, of course, is a mirror of the local front. And they would rather we be more concerned about the national because then we don't think local. And we don't get involved and we take for granted who has been selected, ladies and gentlemen, um, to, uh, you know, run our lives as opposed to uh, elected, of course. So um, so I wasn't paying attention to this. You know, I, I don't care about McCarthy. OK, <laughs> but, you know, I thought that this was uh, you know, something worth sharing because, again, litmus test. But, you know, we're going to see what this says. This was published by Bloomberg. OK, and please do keep in mind that just because I might share content from any various spit rags out there on the Internet does not mean that I necessarily endorse the publication, but you know, where information is concerned, you know, I, I curate as necessary. What the heck was that? Okay. So here we have a photograph of Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Uh, who has a gay, a gay roommate, doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> what is it with all these homosexuals in the Republican party? Okay. Anyways, Kevin McCarthy delivers a speech during a special sitting at the Knesset. On May, he was in Israel in Zion on May 1st on Beltane, really. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a goblin, right? A goblin demon anyway. So, yeah, you know, it makes it makes beautiful sense to me that he would be in Zion, right? On one of the biggest bloodbath holidays there are for the pagans, right? Okay, I'm just saying. Anyways. Speaker Kevin McCarthy gave his most full thro full throated oh okay full throated support uh phrasing okay it was Beltane you know what they do in the forests on Beltane ladies and gentlemen <laughs> anyways hey this is what you get in the dark here from Mr C okay and uh, the C report uh, you know anyways okay so ladies and gentlemen uh hit that follow button hit that like button hit that red pill button hit that repost it's the little circle over there at uh pill.net the foxhole.app okay um okay guys so uh as i was saying here getting back to this he gave a full-throated full-throated ladies and gentlemen support <laughs> For aiding, yeah, I feel bad for him now for aiding Ukraine in its war against the Russian invasion, the Russian special military operation. Let's just call it what it is, okay, Bloomberg? 
in a heated exchange with a Russian news agency reporter in Jerusalem. McCarthy has in the past called for further scrutiny of aid to Ukraine. Okay, so he has called for scrutiny, but he has not called for it to be stopped. Okay, he has not called for it to be condemned. It should be condemned, ladies and gentlemen. It should be condemned. I mean, after all, how many years prior to this entire invasion, right? The special military operation. Okay, how many years prior to that did we have Democrats? Uh, you know, I believe it was during the Obama administration, wasn't it? When we had Democrats who had signed a bill that they would not be sending any money or they would not be getting involved with, you know, such battalions as Azov and other Nazi influences in Western and Central and Ukraine in general, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they're the ones who said it, okay? So it should be condemned. It should be condemned. And uh, McCarthy didn't condemn it. He might have scrutinized it. But, I mean, isn't that what politicians do? They scrutinize the process before they get started with the meeting to assess whether or not they will, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, I'm not, I'm not a... I'm not I'm not that quick on my uh quick on my words as as uh what's what is that guy's name? George Carlin, right? You guys ever hear that one? That one was a funny one. Anyways, okay. Um so apparently McCarthy has scrutinized a to Ukraine in the past, uh, responding in part to far-right members of the GOP who have been critical of US aiding Kiev. Former president, their words not mine, Donald Trump, the frontrunner to the Republican nominee again in 2024, has also made critical comments about the U.S. efforts to defend Ukraine. The speaker on a trip to Israel was asked by a reporter from a Russian news agency if the U.S. will curtail aid to Ukraine. I vote for aid for Ukraine. I support aid for Ukraine. Oh my goodness, McCarthy. Do you also support Nazis in Ukraine? Because it sounds like you do, sir. Okay. He says, I do not support what your country has done to Ukraine. I do not support your killing of the children either. McCarthy, okay. You know, at the start of this special military operation, okay, at the start of it, you know, when we were covering it rather diligently here at the Sea Report, we were debunking everything as it was happening, right? You know, some of the stuff we were actually debunking in lifetime. I mean, don't you remember Two Rivers? You were in the audience when that was happening. I remember you were giving me uh, leads on a camera website, so those, those uh, live feed cameras and stuff. And it was it was interesting, you know, it was really interesting. And yet you have this you have this bozo here saying that, uh, you know, it's it's the Russians who are killing the children. OK, we already know that that's not the case, guys. I mean, anyone in this audience and anyone watching a show like this already knows what the score is. OK, I mean, they would have to be pretty willful, uh, whatever, in order to think otherwise, you know, in order to think otherwise or say otherwise, you know. Anyhow. Um, it says he, so he, he really does support aid for Ukraine. He says you should pull out and I don't think it's right. Said the speaker. Doesn't speaker McCarthy know that once Vladimir Putin, <laughs> he does not pull out. I totally jack that one up. Once he Putin's, he does not pull out. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. 
Once Putin puts in, he does not pull out. Okay, there we go. Once Putin puts in, he does not pull out, ladies and gentlemen. Too bad. So sad. Okay, so all right. Uh, let's see here. McCarthy's comments come as his party is seeking to cut discretionary spending by $130 billion next year and by $4.8 trillion over a decade that were even up to trillions of dollars, really. I mean, we sent, what, billions of dollars to Ukraine? Really? McCarthy? And all you could do is scrutinize it until you showed us who you were anyways and you support it. Okay. Anyways. So the comments are an indication that defense spending and aid to Ukraine in particular could be spared from being cut, which means we're going to send more aid to Ukraine. And that's exactly what it means, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the U.S. has provided $35 billion, 35 of your, 35 billion of your hard-earned, hard-worked money funneled to a corrupt nation that is um, heavily influenced by uh, extremist and Nazi individuals. No bueno, ladies and gentlemen, no bueno. In a speech earlier in the day the is, uh, to the Israel uh, Israeli Knesset, McCarthy said that as long as he is speaker, the U.S. will continue to fully fund Israel's security needs. In the current fiscal year, the U.S. has provided $3.3 billion in security funding to Israel. Goodness me, oh my, McCarthy. Goodness me, oh my. Well, you know. I'm sure I'm sure they're going to say he did this for some sort of political reason that uh, is only going to benefit the people. Of course, you know, they don't have to worry about uh, they don't have to worry about their children's grandchildren's grandchildren. Uh, and by that, I mean, they're usually just totally fixated on themselves. OK. OK, let's pop back over here real quick. Oh, Lord. Aha, uh -huh. Two Rivers is still in the house. Um, uh, Two Rivers says this is proof that McCarthy is a globalist rhino. Yeah, you know, I would say so. I would say so. I mean, he's enabling the, uh, the money laundering. He's enabling the theft of Americans' money, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so uh, I got to say, I got to say, it indeed is proof. I mean, proof is in the pudding, right? Uh, let's see here. They go with the owls at night at the grove. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll give you a uh, I'll give you a little red pill over there for that though. Um, uh, for him, McCarthy is another corrupt one. Yes, you know he's receiving a crapload of money for saying that war is so innocent, right? You know he probably got like uh, I don't know ten million dollars every time he said I support aid to Ukraine. I mean, I'm, that's just a, you know what. That's just a round figure, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything, okay? Okay, here is another interesting article. As long as we're talking about the federal government, as long as we're talking about the federal government, let's go over this one, okay? 
Um, this is from the Daily Mail. Uh, the House Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government, they're still meeting, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, they're still meeting, will receive testimony from two top intelligence officials who were behind a push to label uh, the Hunter Biden's laptop as disinformation as the investigations into President Biden's son ramp up. I mean, there's this whole confluence. I keep using the word confluence, right? There's this, it's the great conjunction, ladies and gentlemen, the great conjunction, right? No, I'm just playing. It's not a conjunction. Nothing's conjuncting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nothing's conjuncting. What I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is there's so many things going on all at the same time right now. You know, whether you're talking about Hunter Biden getting rolled up or you're talking about uh, the people who... Um, uh, were co-conspirators to Jeffrey Epstein, which we're still going to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's still on the menu, just not for tonight. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got plenty of Jeffrey Epstein articles to share with you tonight, but we're not going to do it tonight, okay? We're not going to do it tonight. Sorry, sorry, not tonight, okay? <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, okay? Um, but, you know, this one I wanted to read with you guys, uh, share with you guys, because uh, it involves. Um... Did they spell his name? They put James Brennan. His name is John Brennan, John Owen Brennan, not James Brennan. OK, is there was there another Brennan in the house? OK. Was there another former CIA director by the name of Brennan? That that's name was James? I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Okay. I am pretty sure that's wrong, Daily Mail. Okay. Top intelligence chiefs forced to testify over bid to discredit Hunter's laptop. Ex-CIA director John Brennan and ex-DNI director to appear in front of Republican committee. So the former DNI director, I guess that would be John Ratcliffe. Oh, no, no, James Clapper. My bad. James Clapper, not John. James Brennan. How much you want to bet John Brennan got his publicist to change that name? For a pretty penny, right? Uh, put James Brennan. That way, if people search it, they don't find my name. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. This was published today. Uh, well, when it was today. It was published yesterday now, when it was the 4th of May. May well, how was your 4th of May? Was the 4th with you? Anyways, okay. The House Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government will receive testimony from two top intelligence officials who were behind a push to label the Hunter Biden laptop as a disinformation, ladies and gentlemen. As the investigation into President Biden's son ramps up, former CIA director John Brennan, maybe they got James Comey, former FBI director, and John Brennan, former CIA director mixed up, maybe? I don't know. Is that what's going on here? I am so confused. Anyways. Um, what is going on? Can't stop the meme. Thanks for, uh, popping in and dropping a link. You know, we were just talking about all of those topics, uh, not too long ago. So, uh, you know, thank you for, thank you for popping up and saying hello. Um, so it says here, um, uh, former CIA director, John Brennan will give a transcribed interview on May 11th. 
and former director of national intelligence James Clapper on May 17th. A source familiar with the plans told the Daily Mail. Um, both Brennan and Clapper signed a letter by 51 former intelligence officials who claimed Hunter's laptop had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. <laughs> Look at John Fetterman. Anyway, the subcommittee led by Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio has already interviewed Mike Morell a former deputy CIA director and acting CIA director who said that a conversation with Biden's secretary of state, Antony Blinken, absolutely triggered his interest in organizing the letter, which went out just before the 2020 election. Interesting, huh? So Antony Blinken triggered... Mike Morell into organizing this letter and getting all of these people to sign on to it. You know, this is what I'm talking about, this perfect convergence, this great convergence, right? You know, we got the Hunter Biden laptop stuff going on. We got this going on with the uh, with the uh, committee on uh, the corruption of the government. Uh, you know, we've got uh, everything that, you know, and people are still like, nothing happened with Durham. You know, we got a lot of stuff from Durham. OK, a lot of stuff. And then, you know, the Epstein stuff, the election stuff, even like even the things are everything is just heating up. It's getting hot. It's getting hot in here, ladies and gentlemen. OK, so, yeah, and the Anthony Blinken thing, you know. Yeah, Rasmussen ran a poll that said that, you know, 65 percent of the people who participated thinks that Antony Blinken should be impeached, ladies and gentlemen, should be impeached for what he did with this letter, you know. So it says Biden and his campaign at the time cited the letter as a reason to discredit the laptop. Jordan and House Intel, not Incel, House Intel Chair Mike Turner sent a letter to Blinken last week telling him that they were examining the letter. Oh, there we go. See, that is John Brennan, okay? <laughs> that is not james brennan that is john brennan daily mail okay and there's the man clapper looks the man clapper looks depressed ladies and gentlemen <laughs> look at clapper you know clapper looks depressed and john brennan looks constipated <laughs> look at him look at john brennan he looks constipated look at him <laughs> Oh, I'm John Brennan. No, just kidding. I, I, he doesn't sound like that. Doesn't he sound more like this? Like he, he has like a, a voice more like this, but probably not. Anyways, okay, let me get them off the screen. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. It says, as part of our oversight, we have learned that uh, you played a role in the inception of this statement while serving as a Biden campaign advisor. And we, therefore, request your assistance with our oversight. The chairman wrote that on the same day Blinken and Morell had a call, Blinken emailed the former CIA spook a U.S. article saying the FBI was examining whether the laptop was part of a disinformation campaign. Morell was also asked about his intent in garnering support for such a statement. One intent was to share our concern with the American people that the Russians were playing on this issue, Morell said. And two, it was to help Vice President Biden. 
I call by I call uh non I call bipartisanship. That is bipartisanship, ladies and gentlemen, by any definition. Jordan asked Morrell, Morel, excuse me, you wanted to help the vice president. Why? Morell replied, because I wanted him to win the election. At least the man was honest, right? Morell said he was assisted by Mark uh, Polymeropoulos, right, in rallying Intel heavyweights to cast doubt on the laptop. Other former CIA directors, including Brennan and Leon Panetta, ultimately signed on to the document. Although the statement statement signatories have an unquestioned right to free speech and free association, which we do not dispute, their reference to the national security credentials lent weight to their story and suggested access to specialized information unavailable to other Americans. Well, you see, these people think that they can just get away, you know, with lying, gaslighting, and scapegoating, you know. Um, uh, but, for, you know, well, you know, that's why I guess uh, it was important to take the House this go-round, right? You guys remember the first time the Senate was what was important to take, this time the House. So, why do we have Hunter Biden here, guys? Look at him. Look at him, okay? Uh, Hunter Biden's, oh, because it's about his laptop, duh. Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop made for bombshell reports just before the 2020 presidential election. We don't need to see none of that. Oh, <laughs> yes, drugs and prostitution. But what about his visits to Israel? What about his visits to Saudi Arabia? What about his visits to, I don't know, Qatar? <laughs> I don't know if he went to Qatar. What about his, uh, what about him uh, talking with the, you know, cartels in Mexico, right? I don't want to see that. Okay. I know it's late, but I don't want to see that. Okay. Anyways, it says emails from uh, emails from Hunter uh, Hunter's abandoned laptop show Blinken. That's a Blinken, right? It shows Blinken and his wife Evan Ryan. Is is it a man? <laughs> his wife has two male first names. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. Does it, has anyone seen a picture of a, of a Blinken's wife? <laughs> Eva, Evan Ryan. Okay. Make up your name. Make up your mind, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it says here, uh, it was between uh, uh, Blinken and his wife, even, uh, even, <laughs> I was going to say even Ryan, even Ryan has had a long contact with the first son. <laughs> okay. 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 Emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop, ladies and gentlemen, show Blinken and his wife, Evan Ryan, have long had contact with the first son. On multiple occasions, Hunter forwarded communications about setting up meetings with Blinken to fellow board members of dur -dur -dur, Burisma. The pair even met at the State Department in 2015 while Hunter was on the board of Burisma. The laptop, which had been left in a Delaware repair store, was touted by Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump's lawyer, as providing evidence of supposed corruption among the Biden family. The laptop included explicit photos of the troubled Hunter Biden naked, 
with prostitutes, yada, yada, yada. We already know the rest of this. Why don't you tell us about the other things? Okay. Anyways, okay. So, well, there you go. So, okay. So, you know, where did I, where did I hear, ladies and gentlemen, where did I hear? Where oh you know what I know where I know where I heard it ladies and gentlemen let me see if I can find it no 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 I don't know where I heard it uh, but you know I heard that uh, it was possible now maybe it was a Babylon B article right they're like they're like Hunter Biden sleeps with Anthony Blinken's wife Anthony Blinken out <laughs> I don't know ladies and gentlemen I'm just saying I've heard it somewhere okay but uh, since we're since we're on the topic of Anthony Blinken and we are basically doing like a federal show this evening, guys, um, a national show. Let me see here. Let me pop this one open. Oh, you know what? This isn't the right one. Oh, it is the right one. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, not, not to, uh, not to, uh, what's the word? What is the word I'm looking for here? Not to uh, neglect the information that we just read, guys. Of course, this is a step in the right direction, right? This is a step in the direction of accountability. And and again, and again, to people who have been, you know, an audience member of, of this show and shows like this, those who uh, are... Uh, awake more than others or just maybe more inquisitive uh, they read beyond the headlines or they uh, search beyond the mainstream lamestream you know information like this we already kind of knew we already knew it right i mean we've known this stuff uh, the importance is in the confirmation of the receipt uh in its submission to the judicial system it's on record you know per, uh, as it were so uh, that's what's important, you know, I mean, even even though this is playing out in quite the fashion that many of us already would suspect it would have, ladies and gentlemen, did you think we would get Clapper and Brennan again testifying before a committee? But this is uh, on a much more specific, you know, topic. There are a lot of things that these men should be taken down for treason, you know. Treason comes to mind with these two men in particular, okay? Especially this one right here. Especially this constipated face right here named John Owen Brennan, okay? Major, major. Remember that article that was just coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I mean, this is also stuff that we already knew, okay? Um, about the uh, about the CIA training, right? Uh, the uh, pilots that flew into, uh, you know, the 9-11 World Trade Center, well, into the World Trade Centers on 9-11, guys. Yeah, I mean, you all remember that, don't you? So, you know, that was coming out, I think, in regards to it. Um, oh, Disco Ball Chaser, you're so right. We missed Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> I mean, you know, back when I had 300 followers over at Rumble, I took a shot. Okay. I was like, Ooh, I got 300 followers on rumble. And then someone dropped off. So if you're any of the viewers hanging out over at rumble tonight and you like the cut of my jaw, please hit the follow button, hit that plus button, hit that rumble button, smash it, smash that button. Anyways. Okay. Yes. Two river says John Brennan, the radical Muslim terrorist and a communist, right? 
And didn't he, didn't he convert? I mean, he converted to like what Islam was it Islam or to, I don't know what he converted to. He converted to something, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he converted to something. Okay. So let's go back over here again. Boop. Okay. So a treason, John Owen Brennan, right? Treason, John Owen Brennan. Okay. Treason, John Owen Brennan. Okay. That's not the article I wanted to go to next. Where did it go? What happened to the article? We'll find it. We'll get to the bottom of this no matter who's on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's not that article. That's not what we're looking for. It's down here. Okay. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Boop. Okay. So, you guys, I told you. Rasmussen reports impeach Blinken. Voters want consequences in laptop from hell scandal okay so let us go through this minutely ladies and gentlemen a majority of voters believe secretary of snakes anthony blinken should be impeached for his reported role in helping suppress news about Hunter Biden's laptop during the 2020 presidential campaign. The latest Rasmussen reports national telephone and online survey finds that 60% of likely U.S. voters believe Congress should begin impeachment proceedings against Blinken, who was reportedly one of the members of Joe Biden's campaign team involved in falsely labeling the Hunter Biden laptop story disinformation 25 percent what i can't read anymore or i want to read more yes <laughs> what since when does rasmussen i don't know i've never been to the rasmussen page for all i know they always keep it behind a paywall okay that's okay we know how to get around it here okay so it says here okay 25 percent uh do not think congress should launch an impeachment against blinken while 15 percent are not sure uh, to see the survey, click. We're not gonna. Well, yeah, just so you guys can see it. Okay. Anyways, um, oh yeah, we have to look at it because look at this. It's yeah, it is behind the paywall. Screw that. Okay. So is this the survey? Survey says, ladies and gentlemen. Survey says, Hunter Biden did sleep with Anthony Blinken's wife. Okay. So, <laughs> just kidding. Um. Oh, here's the survey. Okay. <laughs> here's the survey. So they ask these questions uh, in October 2020. The New York Post published a story revealing contents of a laptop lost by Joe Biden's son, Hunter. 51 former U.S. intelligence officials then signed an open letter falsely claiming the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Should the officials who signed that letter lose their security clearances? Oh, man, that's interesting. Uh, it says here, a former CIA official has testified that members of Joe Biden's campaign team, including Antony Blinken, who is now Secretary of State, were involved in falsely labeling the Hunter Biden laptop story Russian disinformation. Should Congress begin impeachment proceedings against Antony Blinken? And the third question, which was more harmful to democracy in America? Russian agents interfering in the 2000 presidential um, election or U.S intelligence officials interfering in the 2020 pre what an interesting question that one is y'all okay so wait 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 wait. first of all i'd be like rasmussen why are you still spreading 
false law. Why are you still spreading falsities, lies, deception, and disinformation? Right? Because it has been found that there was no Russian interference in the 2016 election. Okay. So my first question to Rasmussen is why are you still pushing a big lie? Right. My second question to Rasmussen would be, uh, damn girl. Okay. Who was worse? The Russian, uh, the Russian agents or the intelligence official? <laughs> but you know, the, the intelligence officials are the ones who made up the Russian story. So this question I mean, the question should, I don't know, how would you frame that question? What was more harmful to democracy? U.S. Elect, um, um, U.S. intelligence officials interfering with the 2020 presidential election by spreading false lies about Russian collusion or allowing President Trump to win? Okay. <laughs> that should have been the, that should have been the question. That, that question sounds more uh, balanced, I think. Okay. <laughs> The last question that they had is, is the news media giving too much coverage or not enough coverage to scandals involving Joe Biden? Or is the media giving about the right amount of coverage to Joe Biden scandals? Where are the answers? <laughs> I want to know where the answers are. Where's this report? Come on. National survey of uh, 94, 9400 of nine, uh, 945 people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess, I guess, okay. What's the platinum page? Okay, so... Let me back up over here. Beep, beep, back up the truck. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm satisfied as is. Um, let's see here. There's another Breitbart one. Yeah, Mr. Taibi. That headline uh, piggybacked over uh, this one here. Again, regarding the Rasmussen poll. I probably don't have any stories about Hunter Biden sleeping with Antony Blinken's wife. Where did I where did I read that? I don't know. I really don't remember. Oh, so look at this was bubbling up in at the end of April. Okay. Last week of April. Again, his wife exchanged emails with Hunter Biden that brings stunning new scrutiny to the laptop scandal. Senator Ron Johnson, this comes from the New York Post. Senator Ron Johnson says Anthony Blinken lied boldface to Congress about Hunter Biden. Okay. You, you guys all know Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, right? Oh, Ron Johnson. Oh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Johnson made the comments after emails between the president's son and Blinken revealed that the two were in communication in 2015 while Blinken worked for then-President Barack Obama and Hunter was on the board of Ukrainian energy firm Burisma. Uh, 
Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin said on Fox News' uh, Sunday morning futures, we know that he lied boldface to Congress about never emailing Hunter Biden. My guess is he told a bunch of other lies. The emails from the summer of 2015 show that Hunter was trying to meet with Blinken, then Barack Obama's Deputy Secretary of State, to get to the officials' advice on things. The revelation has spurred Johnson to allege that Blinken could have broken the law when speaking to Congress during an interview in December 2020 when he was nominated to become Secretary of State under the Biden administration. The Biden junta, the Biden regime. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson said, you cannot trust Joe Biden. You cannot trust Hunter Biden. You cannot trust the Biden family. You cannot trust so many of the people that they have surrounded themselves with. Johnson called on his fellow lawmakers to issue a subpoena to get Blinken and his wife, Evan Ryan. Again, she has two first male names. <laughs> to testify before Congress again and preserve their records. Okay. Before we move on, ladies and gentlemen, I have to do this. Okay. So we're going to just put Anthony Blinken. No, Blinken. Okay. Blinken and Evan. <laughs> she might be a blonde bombshell for all I know. I don't know. I just heard with a name like that. Right. Okay. Here, let's see. I, I mean, it could be a woman. No, just kidding. <laughs> it could be a woman. I mean, he could also be a he could also be a woman. Actually, I mean, look at this chin. Looks like it was uh, surgically added on. I mean, come on. Anyways, look at look at she has a natural butt chin, but he don't. <laughs> That there ain't nothing natural about that butt chin, Anthony Blinken. Okay, <laughs> he actually kind of looks like a dyke, anyways. Okay, hold on, let's <laughs> okay. We're only saying uh, it's late, okay, guys. I don't normally go off into this hoodry doodry, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I was just wondering what a, a woman with a name like Evan Ryan looks like, okay. <laughs> Like, she's got a bigger Adam's apple than I do. Let me tell you what, Evan Ryan. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. Okay. Let's stop picking on Evan Ryan. Okay. Let's get back to this uh, article here. All right. Let's focus, guys. <laughs> All right. So uh, it says here. When you get to the bottom of this, we need to show how corrupt these individuals are. Okay, so uh, what did we miss here? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Evan Ryan. Preserve their records. Okay, so there's uh, there's Anthony Blinken again. Okay. Uh, if he wants to proclaim his innocence, I doubt he'll do that. But he must and uh, she must preserve their records, etc. Um, Blinken conducted his 2015 correspondence with the Biden scion entirely from his private AOL email account rather than on an official State Department address. Records also indicate that Hunter also emailed Ryan in 2010, asking her if he can get Blinken's private email. The trio also made plans to get coffee together. Okay. Cheers to that, right? The decade-plus-long relationship between Blinken and Hunter 
made headlines last week after the House Judiciary Committee revealed that former CIA acting director Michael Morell testified in private that Blinken, then a Biden 2020 campaign advisor, triggered a letter from 51 ex-intelligence officials that sought to discredit the Post, reforming on bombshell emails, sorry, reporting on bombshell emails from the First Son's abandoned laptop. All right, and then as we all know, Biden later cited a letter signed by those 51 liars. And yet another hoax, ladies and gentlemen, another hoax, another lie, another deception upon the people of this nation. Here's the kicker, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kicker. Anthony Blinken claimed that he never, never emailed Hunter Biden. Okay, so that's what the big powwow was here, right? He says that he swore under oath, ladies and gentlemen, that he never emailed Hunter Biden. The proof was in the pudding, was in the taste, ladies and gentlemen. So that's where Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, Senator, oh, Ron Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, um, boy, the things that I could tell you, you know, you, when you've been, when you've been around, I mean, I haven't been around that long, but when you've been around long enough, the things that you see, right, Senator, oh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Anyway, so that's where, would you stop it? Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. Bam. Okay, I'm going to take you out of visual moment, put you into reader mode, okay? That's what happens. All right. So, um, Secretary of State designate. Okay, we don't have to read through this. I mean, I was just I was just showing you guys the article from the New York Post, so you could. We already know. We already got the context. I'm pretty sure. But uh, but but this is this is the reason why they went after him, because he popped up in uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Yet he swore he'd never emailed Hunter Biden. So uh, here you go. Here's here's that. Here's the context of that. Right. Uh, it says the revelations have spurred Republican allegations that Americans top diplomat committed perjury weeks before he formally joined President Biden's cabinet. He was asked, did you ever talk with Hunter Biden on the phone? OK, um, that was a staff member of the Senate Homeland Security on December 22nd, 2020. Asked him that question. Blinken responded, not that I recall. Then the uh, staff investigator pressed, did you have any other means of corresponding with him? Emails, text messages. Well, they put texts. Uh, Blinken said no, without, without equivocation. Later going on to describe his relationship with Hunter as a friendly acquaintanceship. Let's go get some coffee, right? Is coffee code word for, I don't know, Corn pops or something like that. Anyways. <laughs> However, data from the First Son's abandoned laptop shows that on May 22nd, 2015, Hunter had emailed Blinken's AOL account to ask, have a few minutes next week to grab a cup of coffee. I know you are impossibly busy, but would like to get your advice on a couple of things. Best Hunter. And Blinken emailed back, Absolutely! I'm just about to land in Tokyo and route back uh, in route back DC back to DC from Burma. 
I'll be in office from Tuesday on, copying Linda in my office to find a good time. Look forward to seeing you, Tony. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin says, uh, Anthony Blinken lied bold-faced to Congress about never emailing Hunter liar. He's a liar, ladies and gentlemen. That man is a liar. His pants are on fire. Okay. So uh, there you go, guys. I don't think we need to really get into the – but that there you go. I mean, now, now you know. Now you can say, yep, Anthony Blinken, he's a liar. 60 to 65% of voters already believe he should be impeached. And uh, this committee, ladies and gentlemen, this committee, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, man, let me tell you what, they are really taking names and uh, kicking ass right now. And it's 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 happening on multiple fronts at the moment. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're telling you, but I mean, there are a lot of multiple fronts. There are a lot of multiple battlefronts right now. And uh, I think our offensive is making some inroads. Just saying. That's kind of just how it feels to me. But uh, okay. So enough about Blinken. Since we are on the federal level. Uh, he, he, he. Okay. Um, we'll, uh, we're, I think we're, we're getting close to wrapping up the show. I think I got maybe one or two more things that I'm going to. I'm going to share with you guys. There you go. Two River says, Brennan converted to the Islamic sect popular in Saudi Arabia. Okay, cool. Thank you for that, Mr. Two Rivers. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, let's see here. There are kind of two things, uh, this story and one other story. And, and you know, it's been, it's been ages since I've done a COVID-19 story on the Sea Report. You know, um, I can't really say why. I mean, election fraud, you know, uh, election fraud stories is more my niche, right? Uh, and, and doing that kind of a thing. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought I would share this one. Because, again, like uh, we're seeing across the board, collusion between, like, industry and, uh, you know, uh, media, um, a government agency, non-governmental organizations as well. Uh, you know, as we were covering, you know, things like the Twitter files, as we're seeing uh, different... Um, Cases worked out uh, in various and respective states, guys, as we're learning through discovery about the collusion. So I was like, well, let's share this one. I'm also in part sharing it because uh, my automatic subscription to the Epoch Times accidentally <laughs> restarted. So I might as well share some stories from their premium content with you guys as long as I'm paying for it. Okay, so... <clears throat> The groups lobbying for COVID-19 vaccine mandates were funded by Pfizer, okay? So, um, this is a part of this big, sick, circular, Ouroboros type of thing that's going on here, right? What was it? Corruption it was it, corruption is so 2023, right? Corruption is so 2023, in, in this uh, age, this era of revelations, these great revealings are happening right now, 
before all of our eyes corruption ladies and gentlemen corruption okay so i mean that's pretty corrupt right pfizer's paying for the people to go and lobby for uh, these mandates on vaccines. Uh, multiple organizations, according to the Epoch Times, that pushed for, oh, oh, they call themselves the Epic Times now, right? Multiple organizations, according to the Epic Times, that pushed for COVID-19 vaccine mandates received funding from Pfizer, according to financial disclosures, when Chicago Urban League President Karen Freeman Wilson said in August 2021 that the benefit of mandates far outweighs concerns about them. She did not mention that her organization had received a $100,000 grant for a vaccine safety and effectiveness campaign. That's right. The vaccine safety and effectiveness campaign was probably just uh, come and get your shot, right? Be safe. Get your shot. They're effective, right? That was probably the campaign. Something, something to that effect, okay? That same month, the National Consumers League said it supported mandates imposed by governments and employers. In recent weeks, it has become evident that the employer mandates are effective at nudging reluctant people to get the COVID-19 vaccine, the group said in a statement. The organization received $75,000 from Pfizer in the third quarter of 2021 for vaccine policy efforts. The American Academy of Pediatrics drew more than $250,000 from Pfizer in 2021, the bulk coming before the organization announced support for COVID-19 vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. The group claimed mandates would curb COVID-19 transmission and cases. The American Pharmacist Association, American College of Preventative Medicine, uh, Academy of Managed Care Pharmacy, American Society for Clinical Pathology, and the American College of Emer Emergency Physicians also received grants from Pfizer's before signing a letter that urged the Biden administration to impose COVID-19 mandates on private employers with more than 100 workers, 100 or more. Uh, journalist Lee Fang first reported on groups supporting mandates receiving money from Pfizer. Oh, so they're referring to the Twitter files on this one, guys, because uh, Lee Fang was one of the journalists who uh, reported on the Twitter Twitter files. Um, other groups received money from Pfizer, which make which makes the most used COVID nineteen vaccines in the United States after championing vaccine mandates. Months after the American Academy of Family Physicians called for healthcare worker mandates, Pfizer granted it $249,000 yeah, $249, for a collaborative consumer vaccine awareness and educational campaign. The American Osteopathic Association received $150,000 from primary care physicians addressing COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy in late 2021 after signing onto the call for healthcare worker vaccination requirements. Kind of like McCarthy's going to be getting kickbacks for saying, I support aid to Ukraine. For Ukraine, I support aid. Aid should be sent to Ukraine. He said it like he, he made like at least three declaratively affirmative statements. 
anyways, not to belabor the point of Ukraine and Nazis. Uh, getting back to COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, inoculations, I know, two rivers, I know, I know. Uh, I'm just calling them vaccines because uh, I can, right? Because I'm not afraid to say COVID-19, right? Okay, so... Because, you know, because I'm not on a network that's forcing me to, like, adhere to, like, you know, business models that would not allow me to say things like COVID-19 or vaccine or the 2020 elections were stolen, right? Anyways, okay, I'm just, you know, (laughs) I guess I'm spoiled, right? Okay, so uh, it goes on here to say... Uh, Okay, well, the American Osteopathic Association, yes, they received money, ladies and gentlemen. The National Hispanic, let's kill all the Hispanics, right? The National Hispanic Medical Association received $30,000, really? You mean they sold out uh, um, everyone's, uh, you know, constitutional rights to the sovereignty over their own body? For $30,000? The Hispanics got $30,000, right? When the osteopaths got $150,000. And the family physicians got $249,000. Okay, anyways. So the Hispanics got $30,000 in 2021 from the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, which lobbies for vaccine makers such as Pfizer, according to an IRS filing. The organization signed onto a joint statement calling for COVID-19 vaccine requirements for healthcare personnel, not personal, personnel. There's a great big sign that says personnel. Anyways, Dr. Aaron Cariardi, 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 Cariardi. Okay, anyways, uh, Carrie Addy, director of the Bioethics and American Democracy Program at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, told Fang that pharmaceutical companies spend very large portions of their budgets on marketing, including on various healthcare organizations and third parties. And they do that because they get a return on that investment. Naturally, ladies and gentlemen, naturally, Pfizer and the groups, uh, the company funded uh, that also expressed support for mandates did not respond to request for comment. Pfizer also gave grants to institutions that imposed their own COVID-19 vaccine mandates. New York University, for instance, received $20,000 from Pfizer for countering misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine before the school required vaccination of students. And staff members, the Mayo Clinic also imposed a mandate after receiving more than $200,000 from Pfizer. Other groups did not explicitly express support for mandates, but offered misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccines. The Alliance for Aging Research, which received $150,000 for COVID-19 vaccine campaigns, said that the messenger RNA injected into the body with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines inoculations only survives for a few hours in the body, which is not true, as we've all come to learn, ladies and gentlemen. As a lot of us knew before this thing even really took off underway, right? The 100 Black Men of America group, which received 100,000, they got more than the Mexicans did, and there's only 100 of them, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
sorry. Okay. The uh, the uh, 100 Black Men of America group, which received $1,000 per member for vaccine engagement, said that people who received the vaccines will need will not need boosters. Just months before the United States officials authorized boosters because of waning effectiveness. And the National Hispanic Council on Aging, which received $100,000 for the Let's Get Vaccinated policy and awareness campaign, said that by getting the COVID-19 vaccine, you protect your health and the health of your loved ones, even though the vaccines do not prevent transmission. Sorry, I was looking to see if I had something here. You know, I have I had this sticker with me here for the longest time that a friend of mine had given to me, okay? And the sticker was something that they handed out to children. And it had a little needle on it. It said uh it said something like let's get stuck together or something like that. And I was like they're peddling needles to our children now. Like this is crazy. I wonder how much money they got from Pfizer. You know, that little institute for children where they were handing out those stickers for free. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, this is about on par. Wouldn't you say, ladies and gentlemen? This is about on par. You know, again, what was what was it that we were talking about when we were going through the Twitter files drop number 20, right? The information cartel. We have elements of industry. We have elements of government agency, elements of the media. You know, we have elements of the pharmaceutical industry. We have non-governmental organizations, nonprofits, all of them working together, ladies and gentlemen, in order to push an agenda. Okay, where in a world that such entities would provide a check and a balance to each other, right? In other words, the academics are going to make sure that, uh, you know, there's a check and a balance against uh, other industries, but industry, charity, faith, hope. No, just kidding. Uh, you know, industry, government, again, you know, the main sectors that I, I named, right? Again, industry, uh, societal organizations, government organizations and agencies, um, and, uh, and uh, what do you call it? And the media, ladies and gentlemen, now they would all provide a check and a balance against each other, right? Not anymore. Now they all collude and work together. That was, uh, that was, I guess, a summation of what we were seeing in Twitter file drop number 20. Okay. Again, that was about the information cartel. We didn't get to, we got, oh, we got a little bit more than halfway through that, you know, um, who knows, maybe we'll wrap it up before they drop another tw Twitter file at some point in the future. Um, but this is this is a perfect example. Now, like I said, Lee Fang, who is another journalist that was associated with the Twitter files, I wouldn't doubt that this was based on one of his articles. Maybe um, there. Oh, let's finish this before we look at that because I'm I'm getting distracted here. It says nearly all the mandates uh, will have been rescinded as of May 11th, with uh, President selected Joe Biden's administration ending most of the remaining requirements as it lets the COVID-19 public health emergency expire. Several agencies, though, are keeping mandates in place for now. Okay, so there is another article up here I was going to pop open. 
Okay, we got that one. Oh, this is the one I wanted. Okay, so we'll take a look at that. So uh, first of all, let's take a look at this letter here. So it says, uh, December 6, 2021, dear Assistant Secretary Parker, on behalf of the American uh, Society for Clinical Pathology, I'm writing to provide ASCP strong support for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. Occupational Safety and Health Administration's COVID-19 vaccination and testing emergency temporary standards. Uh, the um, ETS would implement President Joe Biden. Their words, not mine. Uh, his order directing OSHA to promulgate regulations, to force regulations, requiring employee employers with 100 or more employees to require their employees to be fully vaccinated or tested at least weekly. So we won't read the rest of that. Did you guys get the idea? I was looking for the signatures at the bottom. Uh, I thought there was multiple signatures. How many? Oh, there's this is oh, there's 22 pages to this document. Okay, my bad. Joint statement in support of COVID-19 vaccine mandates for all healthcare workers and long-term care workers. Um, so uh, all of the lies. What what are the lies here? Due to the recent COVID-19 surge, that's a lie. And the availability of safe and effective vaccines, that's a lie. <laughs> No, I mean, there were no vaccines back then, right? Anyways, um, our healthcare organizations and societies advocate that all healthcare and long-term care employees require their workers to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. This is the logical fulfillment of the ethical commitment of all healthcare workers to put patients as well as residents of long-term care facilities first. I mean, they say that when it's convenient for them, right? Because of highly contagious variants, that's a lie. Including the Delta variant, that's a lie. <laughs> and significant numbers of unvaccinated people, why should that matter, right? COVID-19 vaccine uh, cases, uh, hospitalizations, and death are once again rising. That was a lie. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay, so we're not going to read this, like all of this. Uh, we call for healthcare and long-term care employees. Okay, requirements, requirements, mandates. Okay, here we go. Here are the signatories. Here are all of the agencies of uh, of uh, of the medic, the cult of the medics, right? Uh, that signed away our rights, right? That 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 got on board, right? With uh, with this uh, absolute uh, destitute authoritarian. Uh, you know, uh, uh, foisting, right? Okay. Uh, this is what I was looking for. So it, it's literally, it looks like about 18 pages worth of um, uh, medical agencies, right? 18 pages worth of medical agencies that were just tell, totally selling out the American people. But let's not forget, they did sell out, not because they were afraid, not because they wanted to do the right thing. I mean, of course, the letter that they gave them said it was because they were going to do the right thing. But the reason why they did it is because they all got a kickback. All of these agencies got a kickback. Oh, okay, so it wasn't 18 pages worth of... <laughs> I thought it was 18 pages worth of signatures. Come on. Okay, so maybe it was a page, two pages. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot of cold reading here, guys. So, you know, give me a break. And not a Kit Kat either. Okay, so here's another statement regarding OSHA. So you guys get the idea, right? Okay, we're not going to belabor that anymore. 
Here is from Lee Fang. Now, is this the Twitter drop? Let's see. Pfizer quietly financed groups lobbying for COVID vaccine mandates. Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. Oh, I don't want to oh, continue reading. Hooray. Okay. So, oh, no. Well, I mean, I guess this, I thought maybe it was part of the uh, Twitter drops. I didn't read all, I did not read all of the Twitter files, um, ladies and gentlemen, but um, let's see here. Well, he says, many of the supposedly independent consumer medical and civil rights groups that created the appearance of broad support for mandates received funding from one of the vaccine manufacturers. Yeah, that's pretty bad, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, come on. In the midst of a contentious debate about Chicago's plan to force employers to require their workers to take the COVID-19 vaccine, Karen Freeman Wilson, president of the Chicago Urban League, appeared on television to dismiss complaints that such rules disproportionately harm the black community. Of course, they always make this about race. It says here, earlier that year, her group had received a $100,000 grant from Pfizer, the manufacturer of one of the most commonly used COVID-19 mRNA serums mm -hmm, in the United States for a project to promote vaccine safety and effectiveness. Although the Chicago Urban League is not normally shy about disclosing its corporate donors, the support from Pfizer is not listed in the partner section on its website. The drug industry funding likewise went unmentioned during the interview. That's pretty crazy, guys. That's pretty crazy. The extensive list of those with funding from pharmaceutical giants include, includes consumer, doctor, and medical groups as well as public health organizations and civil rights nonprofits. Many of those groups did not disclose the funding they received from FISA while they were advocating for policies that would force workers to get the vaccine. There were several different and sometimes overlapping vaccine mandates in the country. At the federal level, President-Select Joe Biden issued an executive order, which was ultimately struck down in court, mandating vaccines to all employers with 100 workers or more. A number of state and local governments forced public employees to get vaccinated and tried to force private sector employers to follow suit. And many large employers required their employees to get vaccinated without any prodding from the government. So, uh, we already covered, I mean, we already went through all of it. I just wanted to pull this article from Lee Fang since uh, that was being referenced, ladies and gentlemen, by the Epic Times. Okay. So interesting article that, which is going to bring us to the final article for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Look at, I knew it. Look at Two Rivers. Not a vaccine. The COVID-19 gene editor shot. It's injectable. <laughs> Now in pill form, right? Now in pill form. Uh, the Epic Times is stupid and knows better, but is pushing the fake narrative. You're right. I think so too. I was pretty upset when I saw that uh, my, uh, my, uh, my subscription had accidentally auto-renewed. Okay. 
you set it for a date, right? I was like supposed to go back and canceled it. Anyways, I mean, you know, I was actually a supporter of the Epic Times for quite quite some time. Um, I, I used to get their papers delivered to my door. I have like a whole stack of them. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, the effectiveness was by altering your genome. The more shots, the more damage sooner. Yep. You know, I had heard somewhere that, uh, I, I mean, in addition to the fact that it was mRNA, you know, like, um, the boosters were like supposedly going to fill in like some, um, blank coding. I don't know. How, I don't know how you say that. I'm a layman, right? Like, uh, whatever, wherever little slots for the coding along the, the DNA line or whatever. And like, you know, once they were all filled, I don't know, something happened. Maybe you just died. Um, <laughs> all right, Two Rivers, you have a great night. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Much love. Hey, Pilled by the Rabbit, what's going on? Good to see you. Rail Anon, what's up, buddy? All right. More, uh, more members of the C team are hanging out. Okay. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Glad to see you all in the audience. Uh, you know, you missed the you missed the rhino hunting season, railing on. Okay, you missed the rhino hunting season. You know what? As a platinum subscriber to uh, my channel over at pill.net, the foxhole.app, I owe it. I mean, he would never expect it, but here's for you, buddy. There you go, Mr. Railanon. Okay, so, um, all right, last uh, story I wanted to go over with you all today, and I will have to uh, pull this up real quick. Let me just type in A.G. Paxton, and uh, we'll type in, um, we'll type in Pfizer. Okay, there was a story that broke a few days about um, Attorney General Paxton from Texas, um, launching an investigation into gain of function research. Okay. So, uh, this is something I thought that would be a good way to, um, uh, bookend today's episode since we focused more on national stories, ladies and gentlemen, um, and, and kind of general national stories, kind of things that a lot of us are, you know, we've got our attention on, right? So I thought maybe we'd go there today. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, we've got, apparently there's a few things that, um, Attorney General Paxton will be uh, investigating. Let's see what his website says first. Oh, the page can't be reached. Is that a fact? Okay, I will not be denied, Mr. Paxton. Okay. Don't tell me the Attorney General's website is just down in general. Okay, hold on. I'll get to the bottom of this. I don't care who's on top. Wow. Attorney General's website's not working right now. Okay. Hold on. Let's just close that there. Ooh. This is from uh, Ken's five San Antonio. Not interested. I, I mean, we'll look at that in a minute, but I'm not, I want to go to his website. Okay. That's where I want to go. Okay, let's see here. 
Do we not have? Okay. Why is it not working? His page ain't working, guys. Hey, Paxton, check your batteries. What is up with that? Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and just look at this Ken's 5 article. I'm going to go ahead and do this too because I don't want to deal with all of that other imagery, extra imagery. Uh, so Attorney General Ken Paxton to investigate COVID-19 vaccine makers. Long uh, an opponent of COVID-19 safety mandates, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said Monday he will investigate three major pharmaceutical companies for deceptive practices, arguing that they may have misrepresented the effectiveness of vaccines and the likelihood of becoming infected after receiving a vaccine. Paxton said in a news release that his office would investigate whether profit motive or political pressure played a role in any of the pandemic interventions forced on the public, right? So like I said, you guys see this is coming out all kind of at one time. We have this entire convergence of, uh, you know, activity. You know, the investigation will also look into the potential manipulation of trial data by Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Or do you think like the moon landing, you know, telemetry and paperwork, it'll be missing. <laughs> that's what Paxton said. Anyways, he said a fierce opponent of mandates. Um, a, he was a fierce opponent of mandates and lockdowns vaccinations and masking prompted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, in a statement, Attorney General Paxton said, if any company illegally took advantage of consumers during this period or compromised people's safety to increase their profits, they will be held responsible. If public health policy was developed on the basis of flawed or misleading research, the public must know. The catastrophic effects of the pandemic and subsequent interventions forced on our country and citizens deserve intense scrutiny, and we are pursuing any hint of wrongdoing to the fullest. In a statement, Pfizer spokesperson Sharon Castillo defended the company's practices, saying regulatory agencies across the world have authorized the use of our COVID-19 vaccine. These authorizations are based on uh, robust and independent, of, you know, who cares what she said? She lied. All right. She lied. This Castillo woman lied. Okay. So <laughs> I don't care what you add, Miss Castillo. Okay. So Moderna and Johnson and Johnson did not respond uh, to a request for comment. And uh, we don't need to read all of this, uh, uh, these lies these lies and deceptions about uh, what happened during COVID-19, right? Lies and deception, ladies and gentlemen. It's all lies and deception. Pa uh, A.G. Paxton said uh, pharmaceutical companies had record-making financial success in recent years that came largely as a result of the products they developed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now tell them about how the government paid the hospitals and probably paid the uh, pharmaceutical companies, right? It's like this one huge collusion factory. Anyways, he said that the uh, vested that vested interests in the success of their products required aggressive investigation into whether the companies made decisions to profit from the pandemic. Paxton said his office would investigate if the pharmaceutical companies went awry to the, the to 
um, awry of the uh, Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act and would look at activity that would fall outside of the legal immunity granted to manufacturers of the COVID-19 vaccine. He said he aims to produce documents that would help shed light on the decision making over COVID-19 precautions taken by the federal government. All right, so that's uh, pretty uh, good there. We got uh, A.G. Paxton doing that on the Texas front. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. It says that Paxton's investigation into the vaccine's efficacy goes against the claims of his political ally, um, President Donald Trump, who as recently as January dismissed claims about potential safety concerns with the COVID-19 vaccines and defended the government's use of emergency authorization for the vaccine. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that uh, Ken's five part of the mainstream lamestream, they always have to throw in something to dig at president Trump. Right. And, and this of course is going to add more fuel to the fire of all the current, uh, you know, uh, Republic restorationist, uh, anti-Trumpers, right. Which is totally fine. You can be anti-Trump. I don't care. Okay. I mean, we're not going to need your vote anyways. Right. So, but like what I am saying though, is this is going to add fuel to the fire. They're going to be like, you see, I have this article here where uh, Trump is uh, late as January, right? Dismissed COVID-19 vac safety concerns. I mean, think about it, okay? The man pushed vaccines, okay? They were pretty much ahead of uh, what, you know, was going to happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure his team knew they were planning to do a planned pandemic, right? Okay? I'm pretty sure they already had started working on developing things, Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, you know, whenever, you know, old man Biden got in and stole the office that they probably I can't prove any of this. This is all just personal confirmation bias. Right. But, you know, I'm pretty sure they gave him bad vaccines once Joe was uh, had taken the house. Right. You know, and and as a mat, as a point of liability right now, even in the face of all of the data. OK, and I'm not. How do you say? I mean, I'm not trying to make an excuse for a moral point here, okay? But what I am saying is from a, uh, you know, uh, there were people that President Trump endorsed that I don't think he should have. Now, considering that we're on that path to restoring this republic, ladies and gentlemen, and the, the further along that path we go, the more traitors, turncoats, deceivers, rhinos, dirks, we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. You know, we're all going to be watching President Trump's next administration like a bunch of hawks, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to look at our politicians, our political leaders. We don't even look at them the same right now like we did five years ago, you know, and even more so and on a greater scale, ladies and gentlemen, than we did 10 years ago. Okay. So even, even once we get, um, even once we get a beachhead back in the lighthouse for restoring this Republic, uh, for America, for the constitution, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be eyeballing that administration, like nobody's business, Trump administration or not. Okay. We're going to be looking for the slip-ups, the foul-ups. We're going to be looking for those weird, strange moments, right? Those things that are kind of funny. thing about it is 
if if we're talking about you know a federal representative or senator a state representative or senator or someone elected down ballot right you really want to use those context clues like where do they stand on the 2020 elections where do they stand on nazis in ukraine and sending uh you know aid over there you know litmus tests ladies and gentlemen litmus tests where do they stand on election fraud prevention you know asking those questions but when it comes to someone like the president and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure we're all here in the same boat. I'm pretty sure we're all in uncharted territory together right now. We're all in uncharted territory together right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, when it comes to the president, I when it comes to the president and when it comes to President Donald Trump, because he has a track record that's proven. OK, he has a track record that is proven. You know, I'm willing. Uh, I'm willing to say, yeah. You know, it, I, I think it is quite possible that that on some political level, like I said, he endorsed people that I didn't like just so that he could win the numbers game. And and I know this isn't a game, okay? Uh, but he needs every bit of uh, of self support that he can you know, muster. I mean, how many people get over 200 endorsements, right? I mean, wasn't he like? Wasn't he like 231 to like 12 or something like that? You know, and I think that's a conservative number when we're talking about the number of endorsements that he won. Right. Um, but anyhow, guys, um, as I'm saying, you know, if he were to go on and this is just me speaking, this is it's not like I have a direct line to his head. OK, or his thoughts. But this is just me thinking, you know. Like, if he were to go out there now and say, yes, the vaccines uh, cause a lot of death and damage, don't you think that the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream might not try and exploit that and say, you see, you're the ones that you're the one that did Operation Warp Speed. You're the one that made them produce vaccines in like five months, nine months, one year, right? It's all your fault, Trump. He has to stand by the efficacy and by the safety, the safeness of the um, of the vaccines that he pushed. Otherwise, there's no telling what could happen, you know? Anyways, I don't want to belabor the point of vaccine vaccine mandates and especially not lockdowns when it comes to President Trump. When people want to use that as their argument for why they don't trust him, I'm like, there's more things you could talk about, okay, than just those two points. <laughs> Anyways, guys, enough about that. Enough about that. You see, look at this. Trump touted the effectiveness of Operation Warp Speed. You see? You see, they're they're already trying to throw it back on him, okay? They're trying to throw it back on him. Anyways, okay. So, uh, yep, there you go. There you go. I think I just triggered a whole bunch of uh, patriotic uh, anti-Trumpers. <laughs> they're, ah, President Trump of the vaccine. No. Anyways, guys, anyways, okay, I think that's it. I think we're done. Okay, so, yes, Relanon, yes, Rhino Alert. Disco Ball Chaser says, Mr. C, CDC was making random calls to people about the vax. Indeed, they were. You know, if you were lucky, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Fauci might have appeared on your doorstep. Oh, thank you so much for the cookie pilled by the rabbit. Pilled by the Rabbit, gifted a cookie, THC loaded and yummy. Hey, you know, Pilled by the Rabbit, we were talking about THC 
in uh, today's episode, the daytime episode, the earlier uh, earlier today. So, you know, uh, Disco Ball Chaser, uh, you want to hear about Prop A, you know, Pilled by the Rabbit. If you want to hear about marijuana laws in Texas, well, you know, go back and check out today's episode. It's available and archived over at Pilled.net, the Foxhole.app. Of course, you uh, find folk hanging over at there at Rumble can check out uh today's uh, episode from earlier you just gotta get past ladies and gentlemen oh we're back up to 300 hooray i can take a shot again no just kidding well ladies and gentlemen over at rumble thank you so much whomever might have uh followed along or subscribed and welcome to the channel thanks for giving me a chance okay um um and uh, thanks again guys for hitting the thumbs up whoop oh whoops okay whoops i'm not trying to do i'm i'm messing up now right okay uh today's you have to get past all of these ali alexander and nicholas fuentes clips that i just posted on the rumble page i'm sure you guys will have a fun time taking a look people are already starting to take a look uh but today's episode from earlier today episode 473 unified opposition against prop a opposition to prop a in san antonio Local elections count marijuana legalization laws in six Texas states. It was a pretty good episode, guys, if I do say so myself. Thanks to all of those who tuned in and to all of those who might catch the replay at a later time. Okay, guys, so that is going to bring us to a conclusion for today's episode of, I should say, tonight's episode of The Sea Report. Thanks again for hanging out if you guys have been here with me at any length amount of time or if you're catching this at a later time that is not quite the live time uh if you like what i'm doing here please make sure you smash that uh, follow and like button please share the information i think the most important thing ladies and gentlemen right now is of course the dissemination of this information, whether it's uh, information that resonated with you on my channel or resonates with you on any of the channels that you might be visiting tonight, whether you're hanging out at pill.net, the foxhole.app, if you're over there at Rumble, you know, I would say Twitch, but you know, Twitch has gotten pretty desolate for our types out there, you know, the truth tellers, the freedom fighters, you know, the uh, Republic restorationists. Thanks again for hanging out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back at another time, not too far in the distant future. Don't know when that'll be yet exactly, but it will be, ladies and gentlemen, it will be. Well, until then, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a safe night. Be safe. Be blessed. As always, God bless America, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good night. to the flag of the United States of America.
and to the republic for which it stands. under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Another kiss, another 